This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Clean Cut Barbershop, located on 21 East Kelsey Avenue in Salt Lake City, Utah. To schedule an appointment, visit cleancutbarbershopslc.com. Walk-ins are also welcome. Mention Short Story Bingo and receive $5 off your first visit. Now, on to the show! Ooh, that's a bingo! <laughs> Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo? You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! I just got done watching Glorious Bastards. Uh, the other day because I had to just well also because it's a really great movie oh wait a second sorry welcome back episode 36 short story bingo my name is Nate Chacon the third if this is your first time welcome if this is your second time the retention program is working uh, what I do on this podcast is I'm a glorified narrator to stories you might not have ever heard um, it's like audible sort of so what we're going to do today we're going to read uh, from it's called all my funny ones by uh, Mindy Lippman Holland. Um, it's actually called All My Funny Ones, a collection of stor- short stories. Obviously, I'll have the link inside the description box for you. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed episode 35, a te- the, the Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. Such a classic, man. As I was reading that, um, and then started to research it after I was reading it, I realized like how many different films and I mean, The Simpsons had a little piece of, like, the Telltale Heart. Obviously, they had the Big Raven episode. It was really impressive to me, like, yet again, that Edgar Allan Poe um, has made such an impact with his writing, like, upon, like, H.P. Lovecraft and Orson Welles and uh, so on and so forth, like, people that go after him. I guess the biggest point that I came, the conclusion that I came to in my head is that uh, art evolves and writing is an art in itself and so um it was really impressive to to reread that um classic man so yeah go back to episode 35 and because i'm saying episode 35 there's 35 episodes to binge on so go to shortstorybingo.podbean.com or wherever you're listening to this current podcast and uh, go to the previous episodes um one thing i gotta fucking say well before i do that let's go to the top states and the top countries that are currently listening uh, right now and beyond the United States, we have, I, I mean, this is a first. So give it up, ladies and gentlemen, as they come down the, the red carpet, Mexico is number one. I haven't seen that shit yet. Canada, we've seen them on the list. And of course, we've seen these folks on the list, the UK. Uh, so shout out to Mexico. What the? F- That's great, man. Cool. I don't know who's out there. It might be some cousins. I don't know. But uh, and then this is surprising. Unseating Utah. This is the first time. Thirty fifth, thirty sixth episode. This is what's happening. Unseating Utah is the top state listening, and it's a big shout out to my sister because she has just been binging. Virginia takes the top spot. After that is Utah. Maryland and California. Those three other, those, uh, those are all states that have definitely been on the list before, but yeah, shouts out, shouts out to you, uh, Angie. I appreciate it, yo. Um, also, and, uh, our random Twitter follower shout out goes to at Circus Brown. Um, sir, I certainly appreciate, uh, your 
guidance as we get as I get prepared for uh, my first show on KRCL 90.9 FM, which you can find the app on. I'm going to put, um, um, well, you can find the app uh, on the App Store or Google Play Store. Just search KRCL. That's Kilo RCL. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck to say the rest of it phonetically right now. But uh, KRCL, just look up for that on the App Store. And then also, uh, you can stream it on KRCL.org. What I'm referring to is the Friday night Fallout show, which is from 10.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. And we're going to be doing that tomorrow, May 12th. Or May 11th. That's today. Shit, is 12. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's today. But... Um, before then, we got to get the intro music in. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. A tribute to my father. Before my father passed away in October 2011, he told me that one of the greatest things he ever did was take the family on a road trip out west. It was just before my older brother left home to go to college, and what a trip it was. Today would have been my father's 87th birthday. Dad, thank you for giving me wonderful memories to cherish Someday we will hit the road with each other again. Happy birthday. I love you. So that's uh, obviously the tribute to her father. And then this is actually the story. But um, definitely want to like touch base on how, you know, that is, is you know, significant. Mer- uh, Mindy uh, Littman Holland, uh, again, we're reading out of all my funny ones and a collection of short stories. I don't know. It's really, uh, like, throughout this whole book, she has, and it's not uncommon, but uh, I appreciate when it's done, is a little preface right before, ex- and literally explaining the story that it's going to be kind of crazy about the trip. Again, the name of the story, Screaming Across America. January 2012. When it comes to family vacations, Chevy Chase, a.k.a. Clark Griswold, has nothing on my father. Just before my older brother, Alan, left home to start college, our dad woke us up at 2 in the morning and told us to grab our shorts and toothbrushes and fucking nothing else apparently just shorts and toothbrushes as long as we're in the sun and our fucking teeth are clean (laughs) because we were heading west i really don't recall getting much more notice than that before we hit the road in the dead of the night are you guys fleeing from something is dad like taking the kids and like rolling out and being like yeah we're i can't stand (laughs) what was that what do you mean in the dead of the night it was 1967 And I was 14. We started out in New York and I woke up in South Bend, Indiana. Hold on. We started out in New York and woke up in South, in Notre Dame country, (laughs) in South Bend, Indiana. 
Not only were we heading west, we were hauling ass across the country like we were escaping from Godzilla. My father was driving like a madman. Also, take it easy, man. You have a 14-year-old on board. You know what I'm saying? And whatever, however old he is. Nothing was going on in South Bend. Yeah. Probably a gas station. Nah, I, I mean, I'm sure South Bend. It's the home of Notre Dame. I'm sure it's actually kind of popping. Alan was the only other driver in the car, and he took over the driving there so my father could get some sleep. My father directed him to just stay on Route 80 until he awoke. Or until he hit something. <laughs> oh, Paul, I got myself a, a couple of damn raccoons and then a couple of their babies, too. I didn't mean to do those ones because they just happened to run in front of the damn tire. It's all right. We're, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I know there was a driver change. Okay, my, bo- my father directed him to just stay on Route 80 until he awoke or until he hit something. I knew there was a driver there. Uh, excuse me, I know there was a driver change in Sioux City, Iowa, because Alan was no longer in the driver's seat. He was in the back seat with me when he suddenly started screaming and flailing his limbs like he was on fire. My father swerved all over the world and damn near killed the whole family. <laughs> Alan! Just hands on the wheel. Alan! <laughs> Everyone's looking at him like, I don't know, he's freaking out. What happened was that what happened was that in Sioux City we had stopped and again Sioux City is in Iowa. What happened was that in Sioux City we had stopped in some tourist trap. I read that almost as terrorist trap. In some tourist trap with a teepee and some antlers and other artifacts. After Alan and I crawled out of this uh teepee, uh, excuse me, after Alan and I crawled out of the teepee, he tried on the antlers. Okay, what we didn't know until we were down the road was that Alan had picked up a border, either from the teepee or the antlers. He suddenly felt eyes staring at him, and discovering a praying mantis on his shoulder the size of a seven forty-seven. That's a, I mean, if the pretty accurate description, I get it. I'm a, a description guy, but okay. With the way Alan, uh, with the way Alan carried on, you would have thought a tarantula had draped a hairy leg around his neck. When Alan started screaming, we all started screaming for ice cream, ice cream. All we want is ice cream. (laughs) Um, When Alan started screaming, we all started screaming. Uh, I suspect the praying mantis was also screaming. The poor thing finally flew out the window where it held onto the glass of the fishtail. Buck, uh, uh, where it held onto the glass Excuse me. Uh, we're held onto the glass of the fish-telling Buick for dear life until it just blew away. Okay, let's do that one more time. Okay, when Alan started screaming, we all started screaming. I suspect the praying mantis was also scre- screaming. The poor thing finally flew out the window, where it held onto the glass of the fish-telling Buick for dear life until it just blew away. It was the first of many screams on our trip west. We sat on the side of the road for a few minutes, gasping and checking each other's vital signs before moving on. We headed, uh, okay, which, you know, just, it's more so, you know, we're just vetting, you know, right? I mean, I suppose that's what the term is. 
We headed into the Black Hills of South Dakota and marveled at Mount Rushmore without considering how the Lakota Sioux felt about having a bunch of pasty-faced white guys carved into one of their sacred mountains. <laughs> For real. We went to Yellow, uh, Yellowstone National Park and timed uh, Old Faithful, which I thought was of as whole face, faith, uh, whole faceful, whole face full. Hold on. So we went to Yellowstone Park and timed out Old Faithful, which I thought of as whole faceful. Okay. <laughs> Ood and odd at bubbling sulfur springs and then tried to keep uh, from getting eaten by bears. We went to a rodeo and ate barbecued bison in Cheyenne and visited Cody where old coots and cowboy costumes shot it out in the dusty middle of town with blanks. Yeehaw. <laughs> by the time we were going through the Grand Tetons and route to Jackson Hole, I don't know if you guys, if you've ever uh, gone by the Tetons, it's a beautiful trip to make. We were all ready to shoot each other. I think we were sleep deprived from beating bed. Oh shit. Okay, I think we were sleep deprived from fighting bed bugs in the flea bag motels we were staying in. Plus, my mother was chain smoking back then and wouldn't let us lower the car windows because her hair might stir. And she was talking two and a half week vacation from showering because the water in all the flea bags smelled of sulfur. Uh, okay, Alan. Okay, Alan and I were irritating each other in the back seat, and finally. My formerly unflappable father lost it. He announced that he was going to take out the whole family and floored the gas pedal. The G-Force wrapped our cheeks around our ears as we drove through the high Sierra at 100 miles an hour. It's a little hard to scream with your cheeks wrapped around your ears. That just gives me like a like a a Tiny Toons like image in my head like just like your cheeks wrapped around your ears like right all the way to the back but we gave it our best shot we made it to jackson hole in about 10 minutes okay well that's not super far away there were spectacular mountains and scenery uh, scenery all around us my mother kept remarking if you've seen one mountain you've seen them all then then my god i mean no you haven't like shiprock new mexico has a a mountain that's really renowned. Um, and I've been seeing that one forever. But I get it, you know. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. Okay, cool, man. Then we'd get to a new range, and she'd, cha- uh, she'd change her tune for about a minute. And speaking of tunes, my father couldn't tell- tolerate the sound of silence. If the car got too quiet, he either whistled a mazurka or quacked like a duck. He read license plates aloud. He had one-sided conversations with other motorists, all of whom he claimed to recognize from somewhere. Hey, it was all part of the ride. We were all babbling to ourselves after a while, but only my father quacked. We headed toward the Grand Canyon, and that was such an amazing sight. My father told us that he had an overwhelming urge to jump, which is not a good cocktail, you know? Like, just, if you're looking at... I'm. Actually, if people are jumping and they seem fine coming up, then I have no reason to think that I went up. My father couldn't tolerate the sound of silence. If the car got too quiet, he either whistled a mazurka or quacked like a duck. He read license plates aloud. He had one uh, he had one-sided conversations with other motorists, all of whom he claimed to recognize from somewhere. 
Hey, it was all part of the ride. We were all babbling to ourselves of after a while, but only my father quacked. <laughs> what the fuck? We headed toward the Grand Canyon. Okay. And that was such an amazing sight, as it is, right? My father told us that we had an, uh, that he had an overwhelming urge to jump. For what, sir? Which would have left us short. What? Oh my God! The next statement's like we don't really give a shit that about his life being taken away. So we headed toward. Okay, you'll love this. We headed toward the Grand Canyon. That was such an amazing sight. My father told us that he had and an overwhelming urge to jump which would have left uh, uh, which would have left us short one driver it was a, it was a good thing he stuck around because he got some good shots of, of my brother and I trying to hurl my mother over the edge while she made three stooges noises it was one of the few times during the trip that uh during the trip okay it was one of the few times during the trip when there was actually film in the camera we drove across the Mojave Desert in the middle of the night to keep the car from overheating. And we stopped in Needles in the daytime. I just, to hear people say, it is hot, or is it hot enough for you? It was 400 degrees in Needles. I felt like saying, no, it's not quite hot enough. We were counting on being vaporized. <laughs> we went to Disneyland in Anaheim. I don't remember going on any rides, but I do recall Mickey Mouse trying to strangle my brothers. That was worth the price of admission, seeing some doofus in a mouse head and rad pants with his white gloved mitts wrapped around my brother's throat. Oh my God, I wish my father had gotten a picture of that. We went down to San Diego to visit with my father's Aunt Rose and her husband, Ted. Ted and, um, what's the name? Uh, it's coming out with the third one. Ted and, uh, part, no, it's not, it's not part, party time, excellent. No. Hold on. Texas. Wait. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Let's look. So, Keanu Reeves. There we go. Okay. So, let's do this then. So, we went... Okay, let's just restart this. We went down to San Diego to visit with my father's aunt, Rose, and her husband, Ted. So, it's Rose and Ted. They had a beautiful home on the edge of the Pacific. Beautiful. Alan and I, uh, Alan and I got to share a room, and every morning at around 5 a.m., Aunt Rose will poke her head in and cheerily sing, Good morning. I can't imagine that she woke my parents up that way. My mother needed her 12 hours of sleep at night. What the hell was Aunt Rose doing up at that hour? It wasn't like it wasn't like they had cows to milk. They owned a tobacco shop, for Christ's sake. We stayed at the Flamingo Hotel on the Las Vegas Strip. Alan, at 18, looked 14, and I, at 14, looked 25. So quite the difference. Okay, I gotcha. Back then, you got dressed up at night in Vegas and in an evening gown. I had no trouble getting into the casinos. On the other hand, my parents were threatened with a fine if they didn't get my big brother the hell out of there. Maybe I should have gone to a... Okay, so they shift gears here. So maybe I should have gone to a Baccarat table and smoked a cigarette out of a long holder because while I was impressed with the vastness and beauty of America, I was mostly interested in um, in impressing herds of rumming American boys. Uh, of course, 
<laughs> what? Hold on. Let's reread that because, um, no, man, that's not. Uh, well, it is. I mean, she's really uh, wonderful with her words. I just think that, okay, maybe I should have gone to a Baccarat table and smoked a cigarette out of a long hunger holder because while I was impressed with the variations or vastness and beauty of America, I was mostly interested in impressing herds of roaming American boys. Of course, there weren't a lot of whole boys in din- uh, dinner jackets playing roulette, so I didn't mean meet anybody. Alan was a serious horn dog here, uh, himself. He must have felt felt up every. He must have felt, um, you know, for everything that every female stature at Caesar Palace is for. It was hotter than blazing hell in Vegas in July, so we. Okay, it was hotter than blazing hell in Vegas in July, so we played in the pool like the children. We actually were and went without uh, with our parents to see man, or excuse me, uh, to see Anne Margaret perform at the Riviera Hotel. We had a wholesome time of it, in spite of the abundance of topless ladies and sleazy yahoos who came out of the hills to gamble and drink themselves to death in the neon desert. And that's in Santa Fe. Well, the Neon Desert, there was a festival. There's a festival in El Paso. I think it's called Neon Desert, something like that. We went to the Petrified Forest, which I still need to go to, for sure. There were signs posted all over the place, warning people not to take any, uh, wo- uh, warning people not to take any wood with them when they left. My mother slipped a few pieces into her bra and said, let me search me. Let them search me. Excuse me, not let me search me. Alan and I were horrified. We thought our mother was going to get arrested and, and have to serve time in the middle of rural Arizona. On the other hand, we weren't going to lose a driver and she still hadn't showered. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, shower. You're going in front of like very important people. You should shower once. Christ. She didn't get caught. And somehow I ended up with the pieces of petrified wood. Okay. Forty years later, it performed a ritual. When my husband and I visited the Petrified Forest in 2007, I smuggled the wood back uh, the wood back in my cleavage and ceremoniously returned the pieces of wood to their mother uh, their mother's rock. I actually found a perfect match right here near the visitor center. It made sense. My family wasn't very adventurous. In fact, we probably didn't venture further than 20 feet away from our car the whole trip. We got stuck in a sandstorm in the Painted Desert. Turns out there's always a sandstorm going on in the Painted Desert. We almost died trying to cross a street to get into a Chinese restaurant in St. Louis. I don't mean to laugh. Hold on. Let me... I, I, I... we almost died. So the reason why I'm even like chuckling a little bit is because I've been there and you, I know that a lot of you have too. like to be walking the crosswalk and be like, Oh yeah, no. <laughs> like you feel like, like you look at cars that are coming up really close and you're like, no man, we almost died trying to cross a street to get to a Chinese restaurant in St. Louis, Missouri. I don't think there was a single traffic light in St. Louis. Back then, just an arch and a lot of good that did us. 
we kind of dozened, or excuse me, we kind of dozed, dozened, awesome. We kind of dozed for a few states, even my father, who was driving. There are some other states out there. On the last night of our trip, we ended up in a parking lot in Wheeling, West Virginia. It was time to look for a motel, but my parents made an executive decision. We'd sleep in the car. At least there wouldn't be any bed uh, be any bed bugs to keep us awake. I finally got to sit in the driver's seat, where I had to try to sleep with the steering wheel shoved into my forehead. We woke up next to a truck full of pigs. At least we couldn't smell my mother anymore. Of course, the rest of us smelled like sulfur. The pigs looked dismayed. And then, as if by magic, we were back where we started from two and a half weeks before. Alan left for Penn State shortly thereafter, and I left for Brandis four years later. And we never took an extended family trip again. My father remembered it as the best trip he ever took. And that included his journey into Europe during World War II, which also probably isn't one of his best trips. And that included his journey into Europe during World War II to liberate concentration camps. My mother still can't distinguish one mountain from another, but she returned to Las Vegas with my father 37 times over the years. And once with the whole family when they celebrated their 50th anniversary, my brother was one who reminded me that it was a praying mantis on his shoulder in Sioux City rather than a tarantula. And I have saved a couple of slivers of petrified wood just in case my nieces want to continue the family tradition and smuggle them back into the park in their cleavage. Back into the park in their cleavage. I want to say garage. Jesus. Just in case my nieces wanted to continue the family tradition and smuggle them back into the park in their cleavage. Chevy Chase. Quote. Eat your heart out. Episode 36 in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for riding with me. This is um, one of those where I... I thought that I thought that um it was diff I thought that explanations were good. So I'll give it a three. I thought that presence was a like a one and a half because I did my best to like I don't know, to even just like liven it up a little bit. And it's it's lively. The first the first line literally says when it comes to family vacations chevy chase aka clark griswold one of the main uh, actors for you know the national lampoon series has nothing on my father when it comes to family vacations chevy chase has nothing on my father father after reading that that's probably true Because it's very well known in this story that you know the you know they're they're partiers and they have a lot of money, which is totally fine. Do your thing, absolutely do your thing. But 
anyway, episode 36, uh, short story bingo. Uh, again, we read all my, f- uh, the book is called All My Funny Ones, a collection of short stories. And um, I'm super excited about where this is going. I'm, we're going to absolutely uh, put together just even, I have a really like, I feel like it's like a B minus camera. <laughs> so it still gets the job done. And, um, yeah, we're working on that and just keeping things in perspective. I got, I'm going to be on KRCL 90.9 tonight, May 11th, f- uh, from 10.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. If you cannot hear on the radio, uh, please listen on our website or their website, krcl.org. Or you can uh, search the app on Android or um Internet Explorer, just uh, download the app and type in short story bingo and boom, you come right up. Anyhow, um, I certainly appreciate you guys' time. Again, episode 36, my name is Nature Come the Third. This is short story bingo. And we're gonna end it like this, 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 this. I thought of the concept like fucking I was I was uh, in my on track van and I thought it was uh, mad funny listening to auto uh, like audiobooks and to hear like ridiculous lines being said and like the narrator not stopping so I was like man like like I would have to stop the audiobook and be like what the fuck he just said like I was telling you like he just said that he put like seven heads in a fucking dungeon graveyard fucking what and he just continues to read <laughs> right like what are you talking about <laughs> and then uh David uh El Poet um and my old roommate Lloyd I uh well also with uh Alex Peterson cuz we were both coming up in the name with it and um she thought it was funny as fuck and I was like yeah this sounds like a great idea as far as like what I'm doing which is just reading stories and just laughing at them or you know, just reading stories and just being me. That's really what it is. Just being me and reading stories. And came up with the name. I read my first story to Lloyd and David inside my old kitchen um, on Grace Court. And boom. Fucking just went for it. That was it. That's so dope. It's fucking funny. It's such a dope concept. It's so stupid. Well, I mean, shit like... Shit out of the box, though, you know? That's really really what gets people's attention. Right. I think think that there's definitely, you know, fucking... 
original original concept to it. Because there's I've never like, heard about I've never heard of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like dude, once once like I was so confused on what the fuck you were even talking about. Oh, earlier? Yeah. I didn't even know what you were talking about. Like you're just going off about a story and I'm like, alright, cool. <laughs> and then it, it, like, it just seems like everything kinda just followed in line and just Yeah. Yeah. It was just it was hysterical how it just all happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you hear people that read stories. Um I don't actually, you know what? Like beyond like last podcast on the left, which is one I listened to and like their creepy pasta uh collection stories. Um I don't know, but they don't read it like I do. Which is fine, and I don't read it like they do. So, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing my own thing, man. Fucking short story bingo, you know? And I think it's funny. It's fuck. No, I agree 100%. (laughs) You're recording. You're recording right now. Why? Right? Why what? How do you know I'm recording? Because you've met me? Because I know you. (laughs) I know you! I'm not recording. I I mean, I'm recording, but I'm not putting this out in the beginning. No, either way. I mean, I don't give a fuck. We're 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 legit on fucking Facebook Messenger caller thing app joint. And like, what I hear is coming out of your fucking dope ass mic joint thing. Why can you can you hear anything? Can you hear like an echo or something? No, it sounds fucking oh. clear as shit. Yeah. All right. Like, I definitely think this is gonna open doors for. You know, more podcasts and all that. And definitely, like, more guests. I think the, that's, like, a big fucking thing. Because if we some can't fucking come over, then we just go on fucking Facebook. Well, even if they could, you know, like, might as well just, like, hit them out of the blue. Like, hey, I'm talk to you for, like, ten minutes, you know? Like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Call, 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 call anybody out of the blue. Right. Like, yeah, yo, golden child, I need to fucking, I need to talk to you for a minute. Right. You know? Just all that shit. To be. It's pretty quiet where you're at right now. My, the mic's not too high. Did you just fucking turn up your volume again? Jesus. Can you hear the clicking? Yeah, you can fucking hear it. It sounds like fucking... There's a bunch That's of so obnoxious. It's like it annoys me that you can even hear that. Stop it, God! Can you hear me, or you can hear that over the over my voice? Uh, I don't think I can hear it over your voice now, but it's like it's right there with your voice. That's so fucking weird. It is weird. All right, let's start this.